another episode of the Freedom Talks podcast, powered by Freedom Physical Therapy and Mike Karajinas. This week, I am talking with one of our fellow physical therapists who is the manager out in McGuanago, Wes Cocott, who is very involved in the baseball research and the biomechanics of the overhead athlete, specifically pitching with the Medical College of Wisconsin. And today, when I talk with him, we're gonna talk about some of the research findings that he found and some of the things that we are also looking at implementing to address those issues that we find. Wes is a super, super, super smart individual as well as very good and advanced clinician. So it was an awesome opportunity and I'm very thankful for him to take the time to sit down with us, especially when we recorded this before the Christmas holidays of 2023. So again, thank you to Wes before we get into it for taking the time and sitting down with us. So without further ado, we'll take you to the interview with Wes. So here we are this morning with Wes who is our um, Aguanago manager, and he was nice enough to give us a little bit of time here this morning. Both of us, as we're recording this, it's the end of 2023. So obviously the schedules are crazy, both here at Fox Point and at Maguanago. So special thanks to Wes for sitting down with us this morning. Wes, good morning. Morning, Joe. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So I want to bring Wes on this morning, and I'll let Wes talk more about it himself. But he's very involved in baseball research, both – now and in the past um and he's very knowledgeable when it comes to the biomechanics of throwing a baseball or it applies to softball as well but mainly baseball Wes, tell us a little bit about your kind of side interest um, that also represents physical therapy okay um so basically uh i thanks joe for having me on i appreciate it um uh, it's, it's just been a, a pleasure to kind of learn about uh, baseball. Um, you know, obviously, you know, like you, Joe, you have a passion for baseball and, and it's a it's a fascinating thing to learn about. Um, I always wanted to kind of learn a little bit more because I felt like the more I dug in, the more I didn't know, you know. So there's so much out there that, you know, could be learned about. And so um, basically... <clears throat> I reached out to a researcher in, at the medical college who was Dr. Janelle Cross um, back in 2018. I didn't think she was going to bring me on. I was just trying to, you know, hang out with her and just watch her and shadow her. And, um, um, you know, at first I thought it was just going to be a meeting of, you know, nothing, nothing big. Um, so, um, so I talked to her. It seemed like she wasn't maybe not interested at first because, you know, she thought I was a biomechanist and she thought I was, <laughs> which I wasn't, and I was a physical therapist. But then the more we started talking, um, she realized that we, we really have a common interest of trying to figure out what's going on with a lot of these injuries. Um, as you know, Joe, there's a lot of people that are getting hurt. Um, a lot of elbow injuries. Um, they're on the rise, unfortunately. Um, and uh, there's just been a, <clears throat> lots of studies. You go to any baseball research uh, or any course, they know that the, the rise in Tommy John surgeries are going way up. Um, you know, Major League Baseball, there's approximately 29% of them will have had Tommy John surgery already. So it's, it's obviously an epidemic. And in the biggest rise is between 16 and 18 which obviously that's been a really big problem. 
Um, and so the more I dug into mechanics, the more it's, there's a lot of like common things, but there's also some things that still need to be looked at. Um, the one thing I noticed that was kind of lacking was the lower extremity a little bit and the core. Um, there was a lot of stuff when you look at the liter literature search about the shoulder and the elbow, of course, and, and things like that. And some physical measurements you can look for, obviously range of motion at the shoulder, total range of motion, um, strength at the dynamometer, which is very important um, to kind of see where your rotator cuff health is. But there's not much on the lower extremity and everybody talks about, you need your legs obviously for pitching and any, you know, any sporting event, you know, comes from the legs, doesn't come from the arm. And so, um, so I, I think that's where, uh, it was kind of interesting going through that literature search, but before when I did talk to Janelle Cross about Dr. Janelle Cross about things, Hey, maybe we should look into that. Um, so basically, um, we did a, a study, we did a data collection right before COVID. Um, it's right the, the year 2020, right, um, January, we went to, and we did a, a, just kind of data collection. And of course, COVID hit March 2020. And, you know, there was not much, you know, that was said after that. Did the data collection, didn't hear from Dr. Jill Cross for eight to say eight months or something, didn't think anything of it, thought there was nothing really going on with it. And then, of course, you know, as things started to settle down, I was able to, you know, contact her and talk to her about things. And, uh, and uh, the, you know, it's, it's interesting. You just kind of go with whatever the data uh, tells you. And sometimes it's surprising and sometimes it's like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. It shows that. Um, um, so... One of the things we did was uh, we did just the first one was just to look at the flexibility of the hip and kind of look and to see how just physical measurements of like a PT could see if there's anything that could be correlated with something that would be good or bad biomechanically that we do know about uh, for pitching. Um, and so one of the things that was um, brought into um, with the hip flexibility was a hip extension um, at the back hip. And that showed that um, if you had good hip extension, you're more likely to have a pretty strong correlation with uh, stride length. And there's a lot of, um, you know, talk about stride length. Now that's not the NBA. You could talk to a lot of pitching coaches. I, and I, I've talked to them about like, it's not always about stride length, but it's it's something that's correlated with velocity and, and, and things like that. So. That, that was interesting, but, uh, you know, there wasn't, I think the big things that are popping up are, are more the strength and, and things like that. We're using the dynamometer and that's more exciting to me because you can not only capture strength, but it, what we're going into more is um, muscular fatigue. And I think that's where we're really seeing some stuff that's really eye popping. And, um, and that was from the study we just recently measured in um, uh, last year. And um, that was extremely interesting to see how just some just basic amount of uh, just pitching, um, you know, just 20 or 25 pitches shows uh, muscular fatigue and, and 
both legs. And it's, it's amazing at hip extension, hip rotators and everything like that. So, um, so, so that being said, there's just so much to be looked at. Um, um, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a fascinating thing because the big thing is muscular fatigue. The biggest, the study that shows the, the greatest chance for an injury is uh, if you're fatigued, there's a 36, 36 times chance of being injured. And uh, that in itself is, is amazing. And what's shown, what we're seeing is, is in the lower extremities, the main, the, both hip extenders, both external rotators and internal rotators are all, they all get fatigued really quickly. Um, and um, they kind of correlate with uh, the previous um, studies where they do EMG studies or they call maximum, you know, volitional um, isometric contractions. So basically they look at the percentage of like you kick at it, you kick out as hard as you can. They measure your, your, um, your muscle strength and they say, okay, you're about that's 100% of what you can do. And then they measure the contraction while you're doing the pitching. And, and, and it kind of shows whatever they show in those uh, EMG studies, they show us exactly the same pattern that we saw for muscular fatigue for hip extension, hip external rotators, and internal rotators uh, for the pitchers. So it's pretty fascinating to see how much that's important and how much that, that um, can alter the mechanics. So. Um, so it'll be interesting to keep on working with that a little bit more. So do you guys have um, more, um, studies coming up? Yeah, we have two. I'm hoping that we get the, there's one that's a really cool one, um, that actually shows muscular fatigue with the biomechanicals, um, changes. And the big thing is, is again, um, there's always a, a sign of something with the hip to shoulder separation that's been proven before. And the Erickson study, it's a very popular study in 2016, where it looks at the pitcher, the first inning to the fourth inning, and it says that, look, there's, there's this huge change. Um, the other thing is, is our study showed, um, just like the Erickson study, that at the end, the, there, there's always a looking at, you're looking at the knee angle in the front. And so the knee angle is, <clears throat> If you're not extending when you're doing ball release, um, you're not getting the power. So when you get fatigued, you tend to not extend that knee. And so you're showing the fatigue in the leg. And so um, so that showed that in this study. So we're hoping that that gets into the American Journal of uh, Sports Medicine, which is a pretty big deal. Hoping, you know, <laughs> they say that, you know, you have to. And then you got to find out if you get it or not, or, you know, so we'll see But there's, there's, there's hope on that, but I'm hoping that we just keep on digging into this and I'm, I want to bring in as many people as I can, because I, I mean, it's all, I mean, anybody that's interested, you know, that wants to learn, you know, dig in a little bit more. I think there's something more to this and this muscular fatigue in the lower extremities and the core. Um, we did do something on the core finally too. And we did find something that was not with muscular fatigue, but we found that it's correlated with pelvic velocity too. So, so obviously that plays a role, you know, with your your mechanics too. So, um, so there's like I said, there's you know, I, I think that if we could, you know, figure out a little bit more down here, the ultimate goal would be 
can we find something that would give you a red flag just like they do for the shoulder? Is there a red flag for something in the, the legs that would show like, hey, you're more likely to get injured if you if you show like you're doing you have like a 10 or 20 percent decrease in your strength than your baseline. And are, are you more likely to usually fly open more and put more forces on your elbow and shoulder because you don't have that base of support? And, and you know, just shut it down for a day or so and see when that if that comes back. And and that's just something that, you know, maybe, you know, because just showing how just a little bit can make you fatigue and, and things like that. And the other the other aspect is, is I've always kind of, you know, the more I've been kind of thinking about it is how we're training pitchers these days. We're about power and, you know, and that's great. And obviously you need that for velocity. But is there a little bit of a component of muscular endurance that needs to be just tat, you know, tacked on a little bit more to kind of um, get them to not lose that mechanical thing in the fourth inning or the fifth inning or whatever for a starter? So I feel like that's so. where I'd be curious what you think. Um, and I've kind of, you know, I played college baseball. I've been around it. Um, and I think this is something that is, you know, of interest to me, but going through some different certifications in my professional career so far, baseball, I feel like changes so much when it comes to the training aspect, because new things look great and baseball right. is a lot like physical therapy where we it's very polarizing when something new comes in yeah, completely into this new thing and kind of forget um, right. uh, what was before. And that's not good or bad. I mean, that's just, as we start learning more things change, right? Pitching is one of those that, from a conditioning standpoint and training standpoint, it used to be, I want you to run as far as you can for as long as you can. That's your post throw mm -hmm. exercise. Mm -hmm. then like, well, pitching isn't, isn't a distance um, mechanism. So we're going to change to sprints because that's what you're doing. You're sprinting over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't have the aerobic capacity to begin with, right. The sprints are only going to get you so far. And I think there's right. all and this can be applied to anything, but baseball, because this is what we're talking about. The training aspect, I think, misses a lot of key components because we're so focused on the bells and whistles sometimes. Right, right. And now the big deal is obviously velocity. Obviously, you know, we're throwing harder. We're throwing with better, bigger spin rate and everything like that. I mean, they, they show like the numbers going way up and everything like that. And obviously, we're doing something right with that. But then the injuries are going way up with it, too. And, and so... Guys are getting we might have, bodies, I think. Yeah, we got too big of an engine for for the chassis, like for the the body, you know. Yeah. So that's, you know, um, you know, I think that's where people, a lot of people are are seeing that, and they they all agree with it, you know. But there's if there could be something, you know, like you know, maybe there's just be a little bit like a warning sign, like, you know, you're you're on the tipping point right here, and and we can find that. And that's the the ideal what I'm looking for is eventually like kind of getting that like looking into something like I hate to say looking at the pictures before and after and seeing who are the ones that are more likely to get injured or not and how how if the lower extremity fatigue is 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 a big factor and is there a measurable thing that we could do to kind of say hey you you're you need to sit for this day or maybe this tournament 
and and just kind of cool it and, and it seems like my arm's fine or anything like that or just get get like a little bit of like knowing that this is a big deal and if we can find that that line in the sand a little bit more i mean obviously everybody's different and you're not going to catch everybody but if we can find something i think that would be helpful you know um at least have problem. some sand, yeah you know i feel like a big so, problem too is you know sports in general are getting more intense at a younger yeah. age and it Yes, I think that contributes to injuries, but it's not it's not bad or good. It, it's just the reality of the world we live in. Yeah. What I think we forget to talk about and don't really have true conversations about, if you're going to play at an elite level, to get to that level, there's this assumption that you're also going to be training at an elite level, putting in that work to get to your season. And the reality is a lot of people aren't, and that doesn't mean they're not no. putting in as much effort you're in school, you might be playing another sport, which right. I think is fantastic. You right. might just have other obligations that you cannot devote all of this time into training right. like professionals do, which is where a lot of our data comes from. Right. And then boom, we've, get, we've got issues. And I think nobody right. is going to be able to figure out right. how, do I, how do I solve this or bridge this gap between the training that's needed. We know that this training is needed right. and those right. that don't do it. Right. Yeah. And you, that's, that's truly it. I mean, um, you obviously been around, you know, uh, uh, sticks for a long time and you've seen probably different personalities, right? I mean, some people are really into it mm. and some people just don't, they have the talent of course, and they don't put the time into it. And then, you know, and there's nothing you can do about those people. Sometimes, they, you know, they're, they reap what they sow, unfortunately, sometimes, and, you know, and, um, you know, you're, you're, you know, obviously you could preach it, but, you know, they're young and, you know, sometimes, you know, when you talk to a young person, they don't understand that you could get hurt, you know? So, um, and unfortunately we see it all the time and we know the data um, and, and we just, and, you know, it's the biggest thing is trying to bridge that gap. Like you said, is educating as much as you can. I think that's all we can do at a certain point, you know, we put out there. Um, And this is, is research as well. I think the, after a while, the more that whether it's you and Dr. Cross or whoever it is, the more you can put out, eventually you're going to get more and more people that unfortunately, I do think injuries are going to have to happen for people to realize yeah. that well, this is important. That's anything in general. Right. 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 Hopefully, eventually over time, like things just keep kind of compounding. Right. More and more data is available for people to understand like this stuff is critical to success. Right. Absolutely. And, and unfortunately, it's like um, just seeing, um, you know, just, I mean, you just hear it all the time of how many kids get hurt. And and it's sad because you just, you know, they and they put their, you know, some kids really put their livelihood and they put, you know, and they're and, you know, they got division one scholarships and things like that. And, and then they blow out their elbow and, you know, and then they're like freaked out and, and they, their world comes down on them. And uh it's really hard to, you know, you know, say things like that and, and try to, you know, um, and so, I mean, it, it's a rough situation right now with that. And I, I think there's a lot of this bridging that gap, like you said, Joe, is trying to figure out how to, you know, reach out to, you know, there's some some um, places are, are baseball places are willing to work with people and like and there's some that are not, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're old school. They just say, well, you just keep on throwing. You just keep on getting, you know, and and unfortunately, I think in baseball, sometimes they, they can get uh, you miss sometimes, unfortunately, um, you know, um, you know, you just you try to reach out to as many programs. But there are some 
you know, unfortunately, they believe that, you know, it's part of the, you know, picture is you're going to get a Tommy Johns eventually, you know, unfortunately. And that's too bad, you know, and I, I feel like, um, you know, if we could, like I said, just reach out to as many people as we can um, into that. And so that being said, I mean, you know, is you know, eventually, like you said, if we could just keep on chipping away, getting good data out there and 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 try to figure out if we can find some more information, you know, that could, you know, bridge that gap a little bit more, uh, you know, because sometimes, it, it, you know, looking at research articles is like, so what, you know, and a lot of kids are not going to look at all that. And, and a lot of that stuff is muddled up with, you know, a lot of stats and stuff like that. And um, I think is I think the more you you can get like more people involved with that same type of line, and it might not be line of thinking might not be our research but somebody else's that can kind of look at that and say hey you know they 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 have bigger labs obviously you know you got tons of like you know like Vanderbilt's got like the pitching labs ridiculous you know and stuff like that so I mean you know having like force plates and all that stuff would be very valuable too to have all that so I mean um you know so I mean obviously you know our budget uh, for me, I don't get paid anything for this, you know, and, and it's just one of those things where, you know, you know, just kind of using, you know, stuff that we do have in, in the physical therapy department. So, you know, hoping that, you know, as we, as we go on, we, we can start to keep on not, in, not only getting some good data, but maybe spurring some interest from other labs that have the, you know, the big dollar signs and, and stuff like that, they can, maybe dig in a little bit more. Cause I do feel like this is the way to go. I do feel like, I mean, like I said, there's, I, I we did want, we did two data collections. I show muscular endurance uh, being affected completely on, on both legs. And that's a big deal. And yeah. I, and I think, I think we could get, you know, show, get that through a little bit more. I, I mean, it really does affect the mechanics, you know um, you know, hip back hip strength has been shown to be correlated with hip um hip to shoulder separation which is obviously we all know that that's that's the big thing for avoiding elbow valgus forces and things like that so you know if we could get somewhere somewhere with that I, i'm um i'm i'm trying to recruit people so get yeah. people involved with a that, lot of so. it comes down to and the in, Baseball, I think, is big on this. I think tennis falls into this category. Basketball, to a certain extent. I mean, there's so much pressure on mechanics, 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 lessons, lesson, 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 lesson. If you don't have the strength to support that position, if that's not your foundation, and I, I'll die on this hill, I feel pretty strongly about this one. If you don't have the strength to support that position, you're building yeah, the opposite. Yeah. There's gonna yeah, be I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You'll compensate, you know. And uh, you know, you look at that back hip extension. I mean, I mean, some of those kids, you know, like it, when they're growing, they don't have that, you know, they don't have that that ability to put that pressure from the back to kind of feed into that pelvic velocity. Um, that they do need it kind of like, and then that front foot needs to be stationary and rock solid, you know, to keep that leg anchored. You need that. You got to be strong in that leg. And it's the, 
pitching is the fastest, has the most velocity of any other sport. It's the fastest um, uh, thing that you do in sports is pitching, especially when you come through an acceleration phase. It's the fastest. And if you don't have that leg core, leg strength, I mean, you know, you see all these kids that, you know, come in, you're, you're like, I hate to say it, they're weak in the glutes and they're weak in the legs. I mean, you could just see it, unfortunately, you know, and, and you know, they got sometimes they got to get in the weight room, but they also got to strengthen muscles that are not normally um, strength strengthened in the weight room, like hip external rotators and internal rotators are huge. On, and, you know, how do you, I mean, you don't isolate that too much. And a lot of people don't. And um, in the weight room, you're, you're obviously doing a lot of hip extension, right? You know, because you're doing a lot of squats and deadlifts and things like that, you know, RDLs and, you know, things that, that are great. But also those hip external rotators and internal rotators um, are really important to, to isolate, to, um, to give that hip to shoulder separation, that pelvic rotation underneath. So you're not putting too much pressure on that elbow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's, a lot of this stuff, I think, is one of those just it just continues to evolve and, you know, mm-hmm. we continue to move. Yeah, forward. yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think it's 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 a crazy it's it's a, I mean, I, I just hope that, you know, like I said, it, it, it's, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just hoping that we just keep on, you know, digging more. And, and if we could find some more stuff for anybody, I mean, it's out there and. They want to have it. Awesome. You know, I, I think it's, you know, it's like one of those things, you know, I, I just feel bad because you just see the numbers going up and, and every time I see a study, it's just like, oh, they just went up again, you know, and more, more problems and more injuries. And, and it's not, and it's not just like getting to the majors or anything like that or going to D1. It's these kids are going to have problems the rest of their life. You know, um, I mean, you look at an MRI of a pitcher. I mean, it's she's sometimes. You know, you look at the you look at the elbow and the lecronon is like practically like looks like an old man's elbow. You know, it's just all you know, it's all mangled up in there. You know, and so uh, so I mean, if anything, I mean, just to I mean, just to avoid having a, a, like when they're 40 or 50 years old going, <laughs> I, I got to get a total, you know, reverse total shoulder or something like that. You know, you don't want that at all. Or rotator cuff surgery, you know? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, a lot of that for me, like, you know, the athlete part of it. Yeah. is super interesting, but like what really now it really grinds me a little bit is like from a physical therapist standpoint, listening to a 35 year old or 40 year old or t- just finished college, athlete they're yeah. like, you know i can't do this because i pitched in college and my shoulder's blown up yeah. to me, like, as a healthcare provider and th- i'm not knocking on anybody that saw these types of people if you're dealing with people that are like that somebody didn't do their job along the line like to me that's sh- come on in let's take care of the issue now i, I don't think I that should be a thing well and, and joe i i completely agree i i'm you know um, I'm shocked of how some of these pitchers that are in these big programs, like, and they don't get looked at. They don't get looked at. I'm, I'm, I'm appalled. Like, well, what do you mean they didn't check the basic dynamometer measurements at the shoulder? I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, all you have to do is get a dynamometer and just check it and see if their external rotators are strong or not. They don't, 
they don't have that in the major leagues as much or the minor leagues. They don't, you know, I hate to say it. That's a, that's a tough thing to see that and hear that. And, and, and to think that, you know, um, you know, and you got, no offense, but they got athletic trainers that have to, I, I've seen, you know, the milkman uh, athletic trainer, she's got like 10 people in her athletic, uh, athletic training room trying to treat all these people that are hurt. And it's, it's a tough thing to see. And, and obviously she can't do it, do it all because she's only got five minutes with one person to the next. And, and like you said, there's, there's a, there's so much money being thrown around and then, then you find out the disparity of how they're not taking care of these people. Mm-hmm. And, and not only just like, you know, like, you know, not making it to majors or minors or whatever, or college or whatever. It's also like, what, what are this going to be? What's going to happen to them when they're going and they have to use like their arms, you know, for their job and they can't use them as well. And, and they're dysfunctional. And, and that's where it's kind of really sad to see that, you know, like, like you said, you, you said, like, you could see like, well, this is a sometimes an easier fix or something like that. Maybe, you know, you got them and you're like, well, how did they miss this? You know, and they were throwing and, you know, and they were, and you were like, well, how did they miss this, this basic thing? Right. And it's just, it's out there all the time. Like well, this gap of their, you know, assessment. I mean, you look at them and you're like, well, how are you winging like this? How, did anybody tell you this? You know, just some real basic stuff, you know, like you said. And I think that's just that right now it's so geared on the success of some, you know, that, the major athletes, but like when it's in the, in the lower levels, like, you know, the minors or the college level, I think, I think that's where it kind of gets missed. And, and I think I wish there would be somebody that would step up the game a little bit more for that, those groups, because yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it, it, this, and this can be applied to any level. It can be applied to high school. High school. Like, yeah. like, I want to take the bottom half because that's where, and you can you can even take this at the big league level. I want the yeah. bottom of your talent roster because right. these guys are the people that we are going to see for the most part. Right, have issues. A lot of the top guys, and this is what also just a basic conversation that we don't have. A lot of top players, they are just so gifted that it doesn't matter what they do, they're going to be good at. It. Yeah, they don't do yeah. things I mean, really great. They're just studs. Right. There, there are kids out there that are just like, you, you, unfortunately, you see, you, you look at them and I test, you go, yeah, they're good, you know, and, and, you know, you just, and the way they move and right. It's just like, they're just gifted with ability, you know? And, yeah. You I mean, know. And that's just how it is, which I think is fantastic. Right. Everyone right. wants to work with a guy like that where you don't have to do anything and they're going to be they're right. Gonna be good. However, that's not how the real world works. No. No. And unfortunately there's the vast majority like 99.9% they are not like that, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, you always talk about that one or two people that you hear about that, Oh, they're amazing and everything like that. But there's all the rest of the people are, are, you know, they've got to work for where they're at. A lot of them, you know, and, and, and some of them, you know, like I said, just need a little bit of extra help. And, you know, not only just, you know, like injury wise, but just for performance, if they just know like a certain thing that can unlock their, unleash them a little bit of their potential. But I, I think that's, I, I think that's the problem is like, there's, there's a lack of time of development. Yeah. And those guys, like you said, like, you know, you know, 
who's to say that that guy can't throw a little harder, but you know, no one really looks at him. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you know, it's tossed to the side. Like it's a no big deal because they always got people to replace you, unfortunately. And I think that's going to be um, the fact we're talking about it. We could talk about this for a long time. I think that's going to be a second podcast that we're going to follow up with based on everything we've talked about so far, I think would be a really good um, conversation is okay. We, we now have, we've established that we've done all this research and right. this conversation. Now part two of this is in the next couple of weeks is what do we do about it? Right. I think that's going to be yeah. a great conversation moving forward. Yeah. And, and that's some basic screening, you know, I mean, right. Like we talked about, we've always tried to, you know, get involved with, you know, and we love to get, you know, if we're going to eventually, I mean, that's huge. <laughs> I mean, it's something, something like you, like you said, people don't even know those numbers. Like anytime you work on some stuff, they're like, they don't even know half the stuff. There's these kids that are, they're like, even in the top level high school kids, they don't even know anything. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane. It's insane. And, and no one will tell them too. And even the people that are, that were in those higher levels, I never heard them say, oh, I never heard that. You know, it's like, well, well why didn't you hear that? And yeah. This came on us because why, why can't, why aren't you learning about these things? Because you, that's your health of your arm. And that's some basic stuff that you could easily fix. And, and, and something that's so basic. It's like, I mean, the thrower's 10 could help you fix some of that. And I think there's sometimes we just blow past the, yeah, 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 we know that. And, and then we just don't, like you said, avoid the, like some of the fundamentals are, yeah, you know, so I agree. So, Wes, yeah. thank you so much for sitting down this morning. We're yeah. definitely going to have a follow-up here that I think people will be interested in too, is we're going to talk about specifically what do we do, whether it's yeah. from a protocol standpoint or just some of the things that you and I like to do, because we do a lot of the same things, but we do do different things, which I think is such right. a strength for both freedom as a company um, right. and for players alike that, you know, we've got very similar viewpoints, but different approaches right. that cover the basics but we like to put our little own flavor on things um, right absolutely that'll be coming in the next couple of weeks i'll get that scheduled for us but thank you again for sitting down this morning i appreciate yeah. it it was great joe thank you so much i appreciate it love talking got it you. we'll talk to you all soon right. okay all right take care joe yep. all right. So again, a special thank you to Wes for taking the time to sit down and come on a podcast with us. Again, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, we're super busy here at Freedom with patient care at the end of the year. So again, thank you to him for coming in and taking the time to talk with us. As I said in the podcast, we're also going to schedule a part two to address some of the limitations that he's found because as I said, both him and I differ in a good way. We both have the same foundational approach to treating a lot of these athletes, but we have a little different flavor on how we like to do it, which I think is a huge benefit to the community, to patients, to any sort of person that's also interested as a therapist or a treating individual, because hearing different minds talk about the same sort of injury just, in my opinion, just makes the glass more full to help treat these people. So part two should be coming up shortly here after the new year, once we get this schedule and we'll get it going. In the meantime, if anybody has any questions or any concerns or would like to contribute to a future podcast, please let us know. You can either contact us at our social media, Freedom Physical Therapy, or you can give us a call at our Fox Point location or our Brookfield location or Grafton or McGuanago. In the meantime, I hope everyone has a great and safe holiday and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.